Welcome back. It's time for Say What, where we hear from those connected to our industry about what's going on in our world of electrical apprenticeship. And this includes the topics that you're suggesting, so keep those coming. I'm your host, Cindy Sandifer, and it's May. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And today we are joined by Dr. Charles, a therapist with Koinonia Counseling Center. And he's going to talk with us about mental health and our industry and how we can take better care of ourselves and each other. So Dr. Charles, thank you so much for being here. This is something that's, I'm going to say near and dear to my heart when we talk about mental health, because I, I just have this feeling that we put a lot of focus on our physical health, which is mm -hmm. important. And our industry is hyper-focused on safety as it should be because of the dangers of working with electricity. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just one of those things that it's like, man, if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're not able to do anything else we do, whether it's work, our families. And I actually learned this from you and I've used it at work. Uh, you know, the, what they say on the airplane, mm -hmm. if the oxygen mask were to drop, mm -hmm. put it on yourself first mm -hmm. before helping others, because if you're not breathing well, you're probably not gonna be able to assist anyone and then get to yourself. So Absolutely. I appreciate you taking time to be here to talk about this extremely important subject. Absolutely, thank you, good yeah. to be here. Good, well, so let's do scales. Scale of one to 10, not musical scales, because no <laughs> one wants to hear me say. Um, <laughs> scale of one to 10, as a society, looking at us, let's say the United States, mm -hmm. um, when it comes to recognizing the importance of our mental health, where do you think we fall, typically, from, from your right. therapeutic <clears throat> perspective? Okay. <laughs> Sounds like Shouldn't a simple enough question, right? <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> It actually is, but I'm going to make it a little more complicated. Well, thanks. Okay. <laughs> so in the first place, uh, when we think about recognizing, you know, we can, let, let's, let's pull out the word recognizing and say that's an important word and attach it directly with mental health. Okay. And then if I were to answer the question that way, I would say our, our nation is good at recognizing mental health, I'd say a seven or eight. Okay. But then when you add the word importance, recognizing the importance of mental health, believe it or not, I would still leave it at a seven or an eight because things have happened. Okay. However, <laughs> <laughs> when adding, uh, uh, what does that really mean? You know, that, that, we are recognizing the importance of mental health. When you look at it that way, I think our society is acting as though mental health is important. I would give that a three or four. Mm. So it's one thing to recognize it, it's another thing to act as though it really is. And that's where I think we're coming up short. Uh, most mental health professionals are in concert. Man, we are in lockstep. You don't find a whole lot of difficulty, dissension among uh, uh, mental health professionals about all we're doing and everything that should be done. We don't, there's just not many issues with us mm. because we depend upon uh, research. We depend upon 
scientific methods, and, and, and we're just in lockstep when it comes to that stuff. But um, American mental health issues are not in the hands of mental health professionals. They're not in our hands. Right. They're in the hands of politicians, and that's really why it's going to be difficult for us to move beyond that three or four in my mind. Right. Let's talk about the the adult male or female that's at home and they're struggling with stress and anxiety and now they're having physical ailments Mm -hmm. and they think they're just physical ailments Mm -hmm. right don't realize that it's actually because of mental health this this stress this anxiety maybe some depression that they're experiencing and so they're treating a physical problem Mm -hmm. and that's fine treat your physical self like Mm -hmm. that's super important Mm -hmm. but too often we've forgotten that mental health component that's actually been the catalyst for our physical problems. That's exactly right. And, and uh, to this day, I learned this years ago, but even to this day, uh, upwards of 80%, 85% of what physicians treat is directly re, uh, related to wrongly handled stress. Stress. Stress is really what, what causes most of our physical ailments. Mm. Anyway. Right. Right. And I, and I, and I want to get into talking more specifically about our industry, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like, I think when we're talking about getting to that 10, mm-hmm. so I'm going to pull back on us as a, as a society and look at it like, okay, I'm a, you know, there's a lot of things. We talk about intersectionality a lot. Like we're all a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'll, I'll point out, you know, I'm a woman, I'm a professional, mm-hmm. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, right? Mm-hmm. So I have different people in my life, mm-hmm. right, that I deal with. And so the importance of me getting to a 10, mm-hmm. recognizing the importance of not only my own mental health, mm-hmm. but the mental health of those around me, right? Because I have a spouse, I have children that are impacted, and they could be impacted by people mm-hmm. they're around, mm-hmm. right? Their own Absolutely. professional place or their schools mm-hmm. or their friend group. And so seeing that you know for for me it's like okay i may not be able to impact my world or my nation you know or my state but what can i do surrounding me and i think it's to me it's awareness and it's conversations like this absolutely i I think you hit it on the head awareness and um and being willing to uh own up self-disclosure is important Uh, i'm validating uh, is important, uh, but most most of the things that are happening to this person has also happened to a ton of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I remember very well uh, uh, in in being trained to be a therapist is, man, we all deal with the same stuff, mm. the same stuff, and it's, it, I, I tell all of my clients, it's not what happens in life, it's it's how you take it. And so once we can actually um, own up to some things, mm. once you own up to some things and, and create a situation, an environment, whether it be in a workplace, a home, or where it is, that's, that's conducive to, to allowing people to be able to talk about, you know, what's bothering them, what's hurting them, that's a mm. tremendous start, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then we have stigmas, and, I, and that's been a problem for mental health period, whether it's stigma Mm -hmm. about medication, Mm -hmm. stigma about going to counseling or therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I think there's almost two different things. So there's the one that I don't want anyone to know that I need 
to talk or take medication or get help. And then there's the other where it's like, well, my problem isn't as big as this thing. Like I know this person that's dealt with this or so my problem, I probably don't need to talk to anybody. I probably Mm -hmm. don't, you know, but like you pointed out, we've Mm -hmm. all, we all go through stuff Mm -hmm. and it's not, don't compare. I think that's one thing, like don't compare what your situation is to someone else. If you're having stress, anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, that matters. It absolutely matters because one of the things that in our society, you know, we're concerned with what other people think and that Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that can lead to a lot of bad stuff. Mm. A lot of bad stuff. So, so we're far better uh, if we can allow ourselves to to understand that self care is very, very important when it comes to mental health, when it comes to maintaining mental health, and whatever it takes. Mm. Whatever it takes. There are a number of things that can happen uh, that need to happen. You know, in order for somebody to 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 have solid, strong mental health, but for each individual, it may be different. But whatever you do, don't worry about stigmas. Don't worry about what other people think or what's going to be said. None of that stuff. Yeah, that's at most a news cycle. You know, if somebody yeah. wants to talk about something, yeah. it's going to come and go, and mm. not worth not worth risking again your health. Let's, let's separate, or let's take away the mental, physical, your health, mm-hmm. right? This is Absolutely. your health. Um, so, okay, let's, let's talk construction industry because that's where mm-hmm. um, we live by we, I mean, our, you know, most right. of the people that would be listening. Okay. Uh, I, I know I've heard that the construction industry ranks pretty high <laughs> with suicide rates. And I know we talked about this before we actually right. got here to mm-hmm. the podcast. So mm-hmm. what your whether it's experience or research what what would you tell us i guess about statistics with that well the statistics are not good Mm. they're not good Um, of every one hundred thousand construction workers 45 will successfully commit suicide Mm. when the national average is about 14. Now, obviously, all of the research and all of the studies that are done are going to vary somewhat, but, but none of them are good mm. when it comes to this. Uh, about almost nearly three and a half, at least three and a quarter times higher, suicide is, the suicide rate is higher among construction, the construction industry than any other profession, than nearly any other profession because believe it or not it's second to medical doctors and that includes interns and residents uh, those doing residency Mm -hmm. um, which may be surprising to some people but um, fortunately there's a uh, a a lifeline 988 it used mm. to be, uh, and still is, 1-800-273-8255, which is 1-800-273-TALK. Now, that still exists, mm-hmm. but because of such a need, uh, we now have 988 similar to 911. Even 911 will get you there. It just won't get you there as quickly as 988. Right. So because it is so high in the United States, period, uh, we now have this 988 number that you can call 
and it will help you to get a hold of some trained counselors mm -hmm. who uh, are very well prepared and ready to help anybody. Uh, you can call if you're having problems in crisis yourself, or you can call on behalf of someone else, but I would urge that. But, but the truth is the, the suicide rate, and that's not to mention the number of attempts that are made that are not ever really documented perhaps mm -hmm. or certainly not in the statistics right uh but that's a huge number that's like that's like uh five over over uh let's see fifty five hundred that's about fifty five hundred suicides a year in the construction mm. injury and that and that industry and that's way too high yeah one is too many. Absolutely. If we look at it, if we look at it, one life, because I think we do get numbers can kind of become, <clears throat> we can separate them from people, mm -hmm. you know. But Absolutely. when you when you say that, and and that's again, that's unfortunate. The the ones that happen, that's not the attempts, and it's not the mm -hmm. contemplations, mm -hmm. right? So some people may never have attempted it, but they've contemplated it, mm -hmm. and that's a whole different, you know. To me, each each time you talk about that, mm -hmm. that's a whole different level. Mm -hmm probably of statistics and numbers and percentages. Oh, yeah, that would be through the roof. Yeah. Just tell you. Yeah. I, I was thrilled with nine eight eight when I yeah. when I heard about that because let's be honest and I'm not trying to like make fun. This is just mm -hmm. how I roll. But you know, it's like I don't remember people's numbers now. Yeah. We just have them programmed in our phones. Yeah. You know, so it's like, no, we needed something simple mm -hmm. like 988 mm -hmm. you know that correlates with 911 and so it's you know so i, I think that was a fantastic oh, move absolutely. on whoever whoever yeah. made that happen <laughs> yeah. um so okay so we've talked construction industry and statistics and question we are we are working to not be a male dominated industry not that we don't want all the men hear me men i'm not saying we do not want you i'm simply saying we want everyone right we want the women we want people of color we want all the people that have not been represented in our industry we want everyone that's what we want we want more and more and more people um but i think that sometimes there are certain we're back to stigmas and and take ourselves back mm -hmm. 10, 20, 30, 50 years, right? And what it was to be a man, you know, men don't <laughs> cry and men don't do this and men there don't do go. that. And so how do, how do you feel from, mm -hmm. from again, a professional perspective, mm -hmm. us being male dominated still impact us with regard to mental health? Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously the impact <clears throat> It would not be good uh, upon women. That's mm. that's pretty obvious. Mm. Um, there are nearly 10 million uh, males in the construction business, construction worker, or, or male construction workers. And statistics, once again, they vary, but some uh, what around a million, maybe less than a million women mm. uh, now numbers like that can only invoke all of the prejudices of a patriarchal society I mean there's there's no other way right <laughs> that's what's gonna happen mm. and when they crash in on women in the industry uh, the squeaky wheel either gets oiled mm. 
or it gets replaced. Mm. <laughs> mm. And that, that now replace doesn't always mean you fire them. Right. But the the numbers of women who are saying forget this, the numbers of women who are saying, I, you know, that's enough. I'm I'm done with mm -hmm. this. I'm out of here. You know, so. So the squeaky wheel, if you squeak and start saying this is not right, you know, you hope to get oil, but in, in many cases, you're going to just get replaced mm -hmm. when the numbers are as they are, right. you know, as, as lopsided as they are. Martin Luther King once said, he said, freedom is never given voluntarily by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Mm. So the worst stigmas, I believe, are covert and coded. You know, they mm. gaslight and, and they stand guard in defense mm. of, of, of male superiority. Mm. And um, an example would be things like terms of endearment. You know, <laughs> with a woman you hardly know at all. You know, mm -hmm. like, hold this in place, sweetie. Hold oh. this in place, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, hey, girl, or, hey, babe, as if she's your girlfriend or your wife or your daughter. Those are covert signals of male superiority. Mm. That's what those are. Uh, uh, or, or, or gaslighting, mm -hmm. embedding uh, that you will never, embedding in the person that you will never be as strong, as good as a good strong man. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what that mm -hmm. kind of stuff does. And so when women, as in any profession, if you, if you subject women to that, uh, they got a choice, you know. You can squeak and complain about it and hope that the squeaky wheel gets oiled or it might get replaced, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, That's really, it's, it's interesting because of we're, and I don't know, I've told you this, but we're, we're working really hard as an industry um, on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Mm -hmm. And so this is a subject that comes up mm -hmm. often. Um, and, it's, and it's women, it's people of color, it's the LGBTQ community. It's it's a lot of exactly. things, right? It's religion. It's mm -hmm. it's language. It's so many things. Um, it's disability. It's I mean, again, like the list could go on and mm -hmm. on and on. It's mm -hmm. single parents. It's it's all of these things. Um, but one of the things, yeah, hearing is that squeaky wheel. That mm -hmm. if I say something, mm -hmm. the the risk I'm putting out there. Now, mental health. One, you've got the anxiety and the stress mm -hmm. of whether making that decision to say something, and then depending on what happens when you do. Mm -hmm. There could be more anguish, if you will. But mm -hmm. I, when you were talking about the covert things and men, there was one gentleman um, that, I mean, he was confessing. He said, you know, when I was seeing women on the job site, he said the problem I had was I would see my daughter. And so he said, I did it out of, like his heart was mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, in quotes, um, because he's thinking, I wouldn't want my daughter to carry that. I wouldn't want my daughter to do this <laughs> or that. So it's like wanting to help. But what he realized was... I'm robbing this person of the ability to do their job and to learn and to grow. And so that's one thing we've heard is like a lot of times women in particular, but people of color as well, will get relegated to certain tasks, mm -hmm. again, based on bias, discrimination, or sometimes they think they're doing the right thing 
And then, you know, and then, but again, the, these, the impacts of that mm-hmm. on that individual. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it, because a, a big part of mental health has to do with what a person feels about themselves. Mm. You know, that's, that's self-esteem. That's, you know, that's self-awareness. Uh, what do you feel about yourself? And, and the, the situation you just described does not facilitate uh, that woman really having good feelings about who she is as relates to what's required as, as job performance. Mm. So there's no, no doubt about that. The best um, person, I think, to lead the field uh, in, in changes that would avert sexism in, in, in industry would be men. I, I really believe the men, that number one, there's a whole lot more of them, you know, <laughs> right. to begin with. But, yeah. but uh, and, and we, we like to make ourselves feel good by saying we're trying to change things. We're trying to do better. But, but I'm telling you, trying, in my estimation, breeds a bunch of excuses. Hmm. I don't see trying as doing anything but breeding a bunch of excuses. On the other hand, training creates culture. And so if we, could, if we could literally take advantage of all of the wonderful trainings in that area, mm. and they are all over the place because the problem is all over the place, take advantage of the trainings, then we can create a, a different and better culture uh, within the industry. But this idea of we're trying to do this and we've tried that, and we've tried, I think that breeds just a bunch of excuses as far as I'm concerned. That, okay, so that really, <laughs> that's another resignation, resignation, <laughs> not resignation, resonation for me. Um, because we're about training, mm-hmm. particularly like what, what we, the Electrical Training Alliance, do, mm-hmm. it's, in a, it's literally in yeah. our name, right? Yeah. It's training. Yeah. And so this, the whole point is we're training the best electrical workers, the IBW, NECA, and us, the ETA. So it's like we're not trying the best elect, you know, we're no. not we're not trying and hoping it works out. Exactly. We're training them, exactly. and so it's like, why would we not think training was a part of whether it's our mental health, whether it's changing our culture? Like, of course, it's training. Exactly. But you got to hear it to really like exactly. let it sink in. Yeah, as you look at me, you wouldn't think. Well, that dude could probably he might could walk a mile in in maybe. Nine to ten minutes, you said, "Oh no, he'd be pushing it." You know, now if you put a million dollars at the end of it, I would do everything I possibly could. I'd try as hard as I could. Yeah, probably still wouldn't do it. Right. On the other hand, you give me three months, and say at the end of three months, that million dollars is going to be at the end of that line if you can walk a mile in eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I'm going to train for three months and get that money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because training right. will allow you to do what you otherwise could never do just by trying. Mm. Just couldn't do it. Yeah, and and you're, you put money at the end of that mile. And I think that's important though for our industry because we should be doing the right Incentive. things. Incentives. Incentivize. We all, in fact, for those of you listening to this podcast, at the end, we will do a drawing for, just kidding. <laughs> There is no million dollars at the end of this. (laughs) You're going to put your, you can't, you're a participant, you're disqualified. Um, But that's when you put, we should be doing the right thing because it's the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, and all those wonderful 
pieces of information that we have, but in our industry, money is involved mm -hmm. and we need market share. We need to be the ones doing these jobs. We also need the workers to do these jobs. And so you're talking about money mm -hmm. and we're not gonna get to where we need to be in, in our mental health, in our diversity, mm -hmm. If we are not training, Absolutely. we're going to just end up trying. I'm, I'm stuck on this. And, you know, and then we're going to fail because we've not made the efforts to make this all it should be. And so I think that's a really good point. Like as we're because, again, if we're not getting the market share, if we're not getting the membership, if we're not getting, you know, the number of apprentices we need, that causes stress. Mm, and now we're back. <clears throat> to our mental health, right? And then we're arguing with each other and we're fighting. So instead of being this brother and sisterhood that we're supposed to be mm -hmm. unified, doing this together, now we're pointing fingers at each other because we're all stressed and worried about what's coming next. Exactly. And we've created our own problems. Exactly. <laughs> like, look at me getting therapized here, people. You have just welcomed yourself to my therapy session um, on the pot. No, we will never, <laughs> we will never air that. Um, so kind of thinking of that, like our leadership, and we have fantastic leadership in our industry, and I do believe they care. I believe they care about the people, um, but we need to create safe spaces. We need to create these spaces for conversations about mental health, um, and, and what would you suggest? Again, this is your professional opinion, kind of a generality, I know that's not fair to you, mm -hmm. but you know, how can we be better prepared to assist those, whether they're in our care or the people on the job with us. Okay, I'm going to tell you that okay. we are going to talk about stress. Right? Okay, okay, yes, we, we yes, are yes, going yes. To talk about stress. Okay, <laughs> yes. let's make sure we talk about stress. You brought it up. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's talk about stress. Yeah, okay. and the stressors in our industry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me. Yeah. Let's talk about that before we talk about how we can help it. Let's there talk about go. what there what stresses let's, us. Let's do that. What ails us? Not me. Remember, this is not a therapy session for me. What stresses people in our industry? <laughs> okay, so. Um, I mean, the research suggests that the biggest stressors, you know, in, in the construction in, uh, industry uh, have to do with the first thing you think of, being underpaid is the one that, that always comes up to the top. Um, having good help is, is, is what's considered, remember I'm talking about stressors, mm. keep that in mind as I'm talking stressors. And um, not getting time off, long hours is talked about, long hours leading often to too little sleep. And I, I'll tell you right now, a number of mental health issues could, could readily come close to being resolved if the person is getting, will get adequate sleep. Mm. So many times when people come into my office with issues, that's often the first question I ask. And so if you got long hours and then you're not getting uh, adequate sleep, uh, you talk about living in stress. Mm. That's, that will do it for you. Uh, dangerous work environment, as, as you're well aware of. Job security, not long ago, and, and still even COVID concerns or mm. stressors. 60% uh, of, of uh, construction workers live with stress. Now, that's interesting because 60% uh, we know live with stress. However, only one third of those will admit it. Mm. 
And that's yeah. where the problem comes in. Right. But think about this. Stressors are difficult to control. Stressors mm -hmm. are very difficult to control. Stressing, however, can be controlled. And, and we need to really understand that there, that there is difference. That there's stressors and then there's stressing. Stressors are the things that I mentioned to you. Mm. They are actually extrinsic. Stress, uh, stressors are. They come from without. Uh, stressing is intrinsic. It comes from within. Mm. And stress itself is akin to worry. It is an anticipation or a response to the stressor. Mm -hmm. So we, we spend a lot of time trying to control the stressors, and the truth is, it's a good thing to try to deal with these stressors, but you're never gonna control the stressors. You're never gonna do that. Now the stressing, you can control. Right. Uh, poor mental health always has to do with responses. It's, it's not what happens in life, it's how you take it that generates the stress. It's not what happens, it's how you take it. Mm. That's what uh, 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 generates the stress. It's what you tell yourself about your circumstances. It's what you tell yourself about your situation. It's your predictions. It's your worry. That's what causes you stress. Not the act or, or itself. It's, um, it's your catastrophizing, your awfulizing, that's what really causes the stress. Um, there was a study done with some students at Penn State, and these students were, um, were asked for 30 days to list the things that they most worried would happen to them. Hmm. 30 days. And most of them came up with three or four different things that they worried would happen to them. At the end of those 30 days, 91% of those things never happened, 91%. And there's been research done like that over time, over decades, to where the things that we worry the most about never happen. And, they, and if they do happen, sometimes they happen in, in, in a way that's beneficial to us. Mm -hmm. and, and most of the time, if they do happen, they don't happen in the way that we thought that they would happen. But 91% of what people worry about the stressors that come and they worry about them and let it become stress or stressful never ever mm. occur mm. and you mentioned the what we're saying to ourself essentially exactly. right the things mm -hmm. we're thinking intrinsically and like and i know we've talked about this with regard to our efforts um in deimb but the voice you believe the most mm -hmm. and the one you hear the most often mm -hmm. is your own so whatever you're saying to yourself, mm -hmm. you believe and you trust. And so if we are not being kind to ourselves when it comes to our stress, mm -hmm. right, or, or telling ourselves this thing's going to, you know, get me, it's going to take me out, it's doing this, mm -hmm. it's doing that, we believe it. Mm -hmm. And if we're not recognizing, is I think you said one third, of my, me and numbers don't go well, but, exactly. but there's like, you know, one third that will it, it. will it not admit it exactly. so you're saying it to yourself though you just won't admit it out loud probably mm -hmm. most likely you're having some kind of conversation oh, with yeah. yourself so now you're you're actually admitting it you're just not doing the admitting it to the right person essentially <laughs> that could actually help you and so then it's just creating this vicious 
pain Absolutely. Uh, on yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, okay, so now we've got these stressors and, and recognize the, the difference, right? This thing happens, I can't control it. What do I do about it mm -hmm. myself? Um, so then we're going to take responsibility for each other, right? Because I, I know that you've got stuff because I've mm -hmm. got stuff. Mm -hmm. We all have things. We might not be admitting it. We might not be talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, possibly not even talking about it with a person like a, a mental health professional mm -hmm. that could help us. But what can we do to be better prepared to assist those mm -hmm. around us? What is it we should think about, look for, you know, those types of things. And this doesn't just have to be at work. I want to make that like we're talking about professional, but I want to make sure we're thinking about the people in our household mm -hmm. or in our friend circle and so forth. Mm -hmm. But more specifically, I guess I'm talking industry. Right, right. Um, well, the, the biggie, I guess, that most people are concerned with is is suicide whether or not a person you know is um, at the place where they're contemplating taking their own life mm -hmm. and and there, there are some things that are pretty obvious that you want to look for in in that case when people are withdrawing from loved ones withdrawing from even from society uh, and one of the most obvious ones if they literally are threatening to kill themselves. Right. You know, if they're making threats like that. Um, and then, of course, if they have the means, if they, if they have a plan, you know, you need to 988 as quickly as you can get to it. That's mm -hmm. crisis mode. If, they're, if they, for some reason, all of a sudden start talking about death or, or writing about death or if they increase alcohol use or or drug use you know if they're becoming behaving reckless i remember when i was i took a course called crisis intervention and i remember my professor way back when we were when i was preparing to become a therapist and he, he used the term thanatos and it stuck with me and he talked about people just who drove wild, who did wild, crazy stuff. And he said, you know, they're Thanatos, and it says, having a death wish. Mm. You know, just just doing wildly insane stuff. Uh, if all of a sudden somebody has not been a person that does that kind of stuff, then they're doing it, then, you know, pay attention to that. Mm. Sleeping all the time or not being able to sleep. A lot of times it's extremes. If you see a person going from one extreme to another in any way, shape, form, or fashion, that just might be uh, a red flag to you. Mm. Uh, as, as leaders, you know, in the industry or, or wherever, or, uh, openness, you know, every, when, when you find people who are dealing with not just suicide, but just mental health issues, mm -hmm. when they're just not quite you know, themselves. Uh, we need to be very open about it. Openness, you know, it, it disarms it. Mm. You know, it's like any, if, if you hide it, cover it up, then it has power. If you can get it out in the open, then it begins to disarm it. So in, in our settings, in our workplaces, if we can have openness, and we should have op openness because everybody deals with this. Right. Everybody right. deals with it. Uh, if we could train those who supervise how to address uh, 
uh, subordinates, how you should address them. You should address them void of any judgment, absolutely mm. void of any judgment. Uh, encourage self-care. Mm. You know, a lot of times, you know, this concept of let's man up, you need, come on, in, in, encourage mm. self-care. Uh, time off is a big deal uh, now relative to mental health. Mm. Mental health days, you know, the, the concept of mental health days, uh, space and time uh, to relax and teaching people how to, breathing techniques and how to relax and, mm. you know, go, go take a minute, you know, if, if this is uh, becoming anxious for you. Uh, institute policies within HRs, uh, uh, human resources, de resource departments that have to do with space and time mm. and relaxation in, in difficult uh, situations. Facilitate a workplace that's really um, safe for conversation. Mm. If you can create a workplace that's really safe to talk about this, uh, free enough that you can validate, and, and we should be validating um, what people are feeling. Validation is is never, um, uh, I know how you feel. Validation is more of, wow, I can see that that's really troubling you. You know, that's validation, not I know how you feel. You know, that won't work. Right. Um, Self-disclosure, just be open and honest. Just say, you know, you know man, I, I, I've gone through some difficult stuff, and, uh, and, and if you're interested, I'll tell you what worked for me. Mm. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, I would, those would be the suggestions. Yeah. That and that's, and would you say the same of, because I, I would think with some of those, it would be whether I'm leadership or whether it's just someone I'm working with or sitting next to in the classroom, you know, how are we looking out for each other? Is it a lot of those same things or are there some, a, some a other things? Of, a, some of the same, some of the same. Obviously, leadership, you know, has a bit more authority. They can institute certain things and they can certainly demonstrate uh, what should take place through their own actions. Right. You know, and, and, and to demonstrate it uh, from the leadership perspective and to, to be open, and th that would go a long way. Right. But when it comes to uh, your, 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 the brotherhood and sisterhood yeah. uh, that you speak about, uh, the no judgment is certainly fits that. Mm. The no judgment, the validation of feelings certainly fits that one. Um, I like to think it, of it this way. If you see something, say something, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to someone in crisis. You know, sometimes we live in a society, unfortunately, where people will walk right by people in trouble because, you know, when, mm -hmm. I don't know if I should get involved in that, you know. Right. And that's really yep. sad. It that's is. really sad. We, we've got, that's a stigma. We've got to stop that. So when you see something, say something. We don't want to inquire. If something, somebody looks like they're struggling, man, what is it going to hurt you to inquire? Getting your feelings hurt? Mm -hmm. What's getting your feelings hurt, you know, compared to this person may really need some help? Right. You know, right. Um, I was just, just flying in here, just mm. flying in here to be with you. I, I, I was 
saw something that really, it, it made me sad. There was a person who, who, who was blind and, and he had um, a person who was helping him to get to the restroom, mm -hmm. but it was a female and she could only take him so far. And then right at the beginning, he had his cane and he was just feeling along, trying to get in there and people were hustling and bustling all by him, trying to get there. And I, I just took him by his arm and I just said, are you trying to find the urinal? Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, could you just point me to the urinal? And it took me 10 seconds just to point him. I said, it's immediately on your left after I got him to that. And I thought, man, there's some people in society Come on, we're human beings. Right. This is who we are. Right. And so when you see something, say something. Um, and of course, use the 988 we talked about, the National Suicide uh, Prevention Lifeline. You can actually call it, you can text it, you can even chat, mm. you know, with a trained counselor. So you can, it's available for all of those. Excellent. And I, if, if you don't mind me adding to if you see something, say something. And if you see something, do something. Because exactly. that's what you did, right? Mm -hmm. You saw someone mm -hmm. in need and you did something mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. But you offered, like you didn't just take over and drag Absolutely. him where you thought he needed to Absolutely. go. You asked did he need Absolutely. and if he had said no I don't want help exactly. then you have to accept that right but you were there and even sometimes we walk away thinking we failed mm -hmm. but you don't know what the kind word or mm. simply the offer mm. of helping can do for someone mm. and can change the course of their day so I think that um, that's important I let me ask you a question uh, are you willing <laughs> to share your contact information so if someone that's listening says hey I, I, I want to do more I'm, I'm leadership and I want to figure out how to do more or mm -hmm. I want to be a better brother sister sibling in you know in maybe in my home or, or in my workspace mm -hmm. like would you be willing to share your contact information to at least like help guide them not asking you to give away free service but I'm saying like you know would you be willing to, to share that and you don't have to do it on here we can just exactly. provide it later yeah, I was gonna say I'm willing to do it I'm not prepared to do it yes so, no, no, no. So, you, so the last part we can do it later Yes, I'm, Perfect. I'm definitely willing. Yeah. They know how to get in touch with us because we have an email address for yeah. this podcast, and then yeah. most of them know my email address okay. as well, so we could make sure people okay. could, can, could can get that. Can I give one more, one more thing just to... Absolutely. I, I, I think this is really crucial uh, for individuals. Uh, when, when people are struggling, not, not all the time, but when people are struggling, a lot of times there's some, there are easy fixes, mm. easy fixes. And, and I want to give you one that, that I think is, an, is a really easy fix to when you're struggling. You know, a lot of times when you're dealing with, with anxiety or especially depression, uh, the tendency is to do nothing. Uh, that's not the thing to do. Hmm. It's not the thing to do. Uh, our bodies are, are, are created to where this, we have this chemical called dopamine. And there are ways to boost dopamine and i promise you if you boost dopamine within your system you are not going to feel the same way that you felt that's you just are not and 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 some of the simplest ways to do that uh, if you uh, eating protein consuming protein helps uh, uh, exercise just 10 minutes hmm. just 10 minutes of exercise and you 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 could you're subject to 
absolutely change how you're feeling. Mm. Uh, I mentioned proper sleep, man, do everything you can to get seven hours, seven hours sleep at least. Listening to music, I suggest that you create a playlist ah. of the music uh, and, and, and the playlist should be based upon how you feel when you listen to certain songs. Certain songs that just make you feel better, believe it or not, dopamine gets released just from listening to music. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Not Medi sad, heartbreak, breakup songs. No, not those, not well, those. You, I, no, well, you know, you know. No, you know. <laughs> and um, meditation, mm. solitude, um, that will help you tremendous. Uh, there's some research that was done that said uh, you can experience a 65% increase in dopamine just by meditating an hour. Mm. An hour. An hour. Sunshine does it. So my suggestion is meditate in the sunshine. Ooh. Look, you <laughs> but, could take your music. You could hit a, yeah, a few of these in one. Right. But stuff like that to people, because when you're going through something, depression or your the thing you want to do is sit around, feel sorry for yourself. I, have, I tell all of my clients, do right until it feels right. Mm. Do right until it feels right. You got to do stuff because, because the universe never rewards thoughts. It never re rewards plans. It never rewards ideas. It never rewards concepts. The universe only rewards action. Mm. That's all it rewards. You can have the best ideas, the best concepts, but you've got to swing into action with them. Mm. And, and I've given you a list of things that you can do to swing into action when you're feeling low, depressed, do right until it feels right. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad you gave those. I think that's an important way for us to wrap up because we've talked about all these statistics, we've mm -hmm. talked about data, we've talked about how it impacts our physical health um, and how mental health yeah, is impacted sometimes by our physical health. When we get ailments, then we can feel down. Um, and we've said all these things we can do for each other, but I think mm -hmm. leaving it at that, where the one person you're with all the time is you. And so when you have this list of things that you can do for yourself, you've empowered yourself, mm -hmm. you've taken some control, and it's, I can do this. Whether I can get to a therapist right now, whether mm -hmm. I've got support around me, mm -hmm. there's something I can do in this moment mm -hmm. to help myself. Okay. Now, call 988. Don't, don't try to take it on yourself. Right. That's by no means. Like, Absolutely. take the medication, see the therapist, talk to someone. But I'm simply saying, like, in that moment, also take this list right mm -hmm. and find something that you can do while you seek absolutely. possibly the appropriate help absolutely. absolutely dr charles thank you i am better today now <laughs> i will go my my dopamine has risen yeah, and i'm i'm good to go now i'm gonna <laughs> sing a little song but not for you all don't worry again we don't do that um but yeah thank you so much for your time for thank your you. expertise you know your experience to share with us we really certainly appreciate it enjoyed it thank you Thank you so much, Dr. Charles. Uh, you helped highlight the importance of taking care of ourselves and our mental health, and then how to also take care of and support each other. And I think that's priceless information for us, simply as human beings, and then certainly within our industry and a 
certainly we also appreciate you being so willing to assist and share your information for anyone that's interested. And so speaking of, um, if you're hearing this and if you wanted to reach out to Dr. Charles um, for more information, just send an email um, to say what, S-A-Y-W-A-T-T at electricaltrainingalliance.org and we'll make sure to get you connected. Big thanks to you, the listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, And thank you for taking care of yourself. I know that if you weren't before, you are certainly going to be now. Uh, And remember, we do want to hear from you. So if there's topics you want us to discuss, you send an email. That's the same one we just gave you. Say what? S-A-Y-W-A-T-T at electricaltrainingalliance.org. Our next episode will drop in June. Until then, stay connected through our blog posts, newsletters, social media, through this podcast. Stay powered up and we will see you next time. Say what?